We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, of course, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we have, of course, uh, a whole lot of music to play for you this evening, including uh, a little later on uh, another tribute to this month, Black History Month, and... um, that's going to feature the great um, actor, singer, all-around human being, Oscar Brown Jr. Also a, a very fine uh, writer of lyrics as well. Um, he, he did so many things well. That's uh, for a little later on in the show, but uh, we are this month in February featuring female instrumentalists and the third instrumentalist that we're featuring is one of the most incredible guitarists ever to grace the planet and uh, unfortunately briefly I'm talking about Emily Remler Emily is one of those um, almost forgotten figures now Uh, she was huge um, influence on uh, on so many people and of course uh, she was when she emerged on the scene uh, in the early 80s um, there were all kinds of great guitar players uh, jazz guitar players that were still alive people like Barney Kessel, Tel Farlow, Charlie Bird, um, Barney Kessel, Herb Ellis especially all of them looked at Emily and and realized that uh, she was maybe the next great guitarist. And Herb Ellis, as a matter of fact, was so um, enamored with her uh, talent and playing that he made sure that she got a recording contract. And uh, the bulk of her um, recorded legacy uh, is on Concord Records, and that's the label that... Uh, uh, she was signed to and made a whole bunch of recordings, and uh, these are the rec- some of the recordings we're going to hear this evening on the feature for Emily Remler. She was um, she started out playing folk and rock, and heard a guitarist that changed her life. That guitarist was the great Wes Montgomery. And she saw possibilities in the instrument that folk and rock music didn't have for her. And she realized that she would have to further her musical education. So um, because she came from a a fairly well-to-do middle-class family, uh, there was money in the family, and she was able to, uh, they sponsored her to go to music school. And she went to the Berklee School of Music in Boston and studied there and uh, got most of her basic training there. She hooked up with a young guitarist, boyfriend, lover, etc., very fine uh, musician, and they, after her tenure at Berkeley, uh, she went down to New Orleans and began working with just about every conceivable musical act that... uh, went through that city. She worked with jazz singers like Nancy Wilson, um, Esther Phillips, uh, 
so on and so forth. She played Cajun music. Um, she played rock and roll. She played the blues. She did everything. And, of course, by that time, after her tenure in, in New Orleans, um, she had this incredible versatility. And, of course, her reading and interpretive uh, abilities were at the highest level. She returned to New York City and began sitting in with uh, different uh, musicians, and that's where all the attention happened because by the time she was had left New Orleans, she was really there in terms of um, musical ability and uh, unbelievable talent. There was only one flaw, and that was drugs. Sad to say, very few people knew this because Emily was uh, a very sort of um, uh, unpretentious, very intelligent, of course, young woman. Um, she was always uh, on time for gigs, always dressed uh, appropriately, um, acted responsible, uh, responsibly, uh, no tantrums, none of this kind of stuff. She was very humble and um, always played well. Unfortunately, um, it was kind of a something that was kept in secret, although some of her closest friends and her uh, husband of the time, she was married for about three years to uh, pianist Monty Alexander, and of course he knew about it. Um, the drugs that she was using were heavy, heroin, um, all, uh, cocaine, uh, all kinds of heavy, heavy drugs, but somehow... Um, and, of course, unfortunately led to her untimely death at age 32. Emily was born in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, September 18, 1957. And uh, it was a drug-induced heart attack. She was on tour in Australia, and she died May the 4th, 1990. 32. That's pretty young. It's a huge shock to just about everybody. And we lost uh, one of the great voices of the guitar, Emily Remler. So we're going to revisit her music this evening. Uh, this was a famous quote from Emily. She, as I said, it was West Montgomery that, that really converted her. Um, she was very much like our jazz feature artist last week, um, Rini Rosnes. Rini was really changed when she heard, she was a classical pianist, she was really changed when she heard Oscar Peterson uh, on a recording for the first time, and this immediately made her realize that she was going to play jazz for the rest of her life. And um, in a way, it was a very similar experience for Emily Remler when she heard Wes Montgomery on a recording. She never met Wes, unfortunately. He died young. And um, she heard him on a recording and realized that this is what she wanted to do. Now, her famous quote, she was uh, uh, interviewed one time, and, and she said, and I quote, I may look like a nice Jewish girl from New Jersey, but inside I'm a 50-year-old black man with a huge thumb like Wes Montgomery. That's <laughs> basically sums up her philosophy. She didn't imitate Wes Montgomery, but she... He opened the door 
for her to be a great jazz musician. And these recordings will realize, will reveal that she was really there. And uh, we just needed her to be around a whole lot longer. Um, however, that's the way things are sometimes. So we're going to listen to the music of the great Emily Remler um, with a variety of rhythm sections. We're going to open uh, with uh, her backed up by um, Buster Williams uh, on bass, Marvin Smitty Smith on drums, the great Hank Jones on piano, and a couple of uh, um, tunes from her album East to West. And these are two jazz standards. And um, she plays them so beautifully. The first one is one of the most impressive compositions that Clifford Brown ever wrote. It's called Dahoud. And the second is the great uh, Tad Dameron's um, bebop anthem, Hot House. And we're going to carry on from there with uh, Emily with uh, different uh, rhythm sections. Um, I'm not going to interrupt the music. Um, I'll just let a whole bunch of tunes go and, and put them together and, and uh, announce who her, accompany, um, her accompanists were after we hear um, a whole bunch of music by the great Emily Remler. So we begin with, as I mentioned before, uh, Clifford Brown's Dahoud to open the set. And uh, as I said, I'll let you know who all the people are after we hear a whole bunch of music by this uh, great guitarist, Emily Remler. Here she is, our jazz feature artist this evening. Thank you. 
And so ends our jazz feature this evening. Guitarist extraordinaire, the late, great Emily Rambler. Emily had only 32 years on the planet, but she certainly established herself as one of the premier uh, guitarists, and we heard a variety of recordings with um, a variety of uh, accompanists from uh, her time with Concord Records. It was uh, the great guitarist Herb Ellis that uh, made sure that uh, Emily got a contract, a recording contract, and she began, um, most of her legacy is on Concord Records, and that's what we delved into this evening to present the jazz feature. And as I mentioned before, I, um, I didn't uh, tell you all the tunes we were going to play because I really didn't know which ones I was going to pick. So um, now that we have picked them all, <laughs> I can tell you what you heard and who the accompanists were. Uh, just a word on, on Emily, um, those of you that uh, weren't um, listening at the beginning of the program or, or missed the beginning of the program, Emily was born in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey. September 18, 1957, and sadly died of a drug-induced heart attack while she was on tour in Australia, May the 4th, 1990, and she was only 32. Her drug addiction was pretty well hidden from um, most people except those that were really close to her, um, and uh, it was just one of those sad things because she was always um, on time for gigs, uh, she was responsible. She was uh, ambitious. Um, th there was really no indication at all um, of this kind of uh, debilitating uh, addiction that, uh, that, that took her life, sad to say. But it did, and it was a shock and a surprise to the jazz community and the music community in general. Emily Remler was uh, so admired. Unfortunately, today she's um, a little bit forgotten, and she shouldn't be, and that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to present her uh, with this um, series we're doing this month of female jazz instrumentalists. So that's why we heard Emily Remler this evening. We'll begin with the uh, tunes uh, in the order of their appearance. We opened with Emily um, playing two tunes that are jazz standards, and she was accompanied by the great late Hank Jones on piano, Buster Williams on bass, and Marvin Smitty Smith on drums. And we opened with Dahoud, written by Clifford Brown, I think one of his finest compositions, and the second piece of music we heard with that rhythm section uh, was Tad Dameron's great um, bebop anthem called Hot House. And we followed that with um, two Emily Remler originals. And she was backed by the same rhythm section. So tune number uh, three was dedicated to her mentor, uh, Herb Ellis. And it was called simply Blues for Herb. And then we went to one that was dedicated to another mentor that she never met, unfortunately. But um, this one was the one that converted her to be a jazz player, and that was Wes Montgomery. And uh, so tune number 
before was East to West, Emily's composition. Then we move to uh, another uh, very fine rhythm section comprised of a couple of Canadians, um, both with Vancouver connections. And we heard uh, a piece of music written by Dave Brubeck, one of his more famous compositions called In Your Own Sweet Way. And she was backed by James Williams, the late, great James Williams on piano, Don Thompson on bass, and Vancouver's own, or Lord Bing's own, <laughs> Terry Clark on drums. Don and Terry. And um, they were her rhythm section for the uh, following tune after In Your Own Sweet Way, uh, one, uh, an Emily Remler original dedicated to one of her ancestors and was called Song or Waltz for My Grandfather. Then we move to a totally different kind of uh, band that uh, Emily put together from her album that she considered her masterpiece. And the album was issued on Concord Records. It was called Catwalk. And we heard the title track from that tune, uh, from that album. And she was accompanied here by John Durth on trumpet, Eddie Gomez on bass, and Bob Moses on drums. And that was followed by Catwalk, was, of course, was Emily's composition, uh, followed by two more um, kind of in a, in a Latin uh, bag written by Emily. Um, after Catwalk, we heard Antonio, and the final tune was entitled Mozambique. And, of course, uh, the band, as I mentioned before, John Durth on trumpet, Eddie Gomez on bass, and Bob Moses on drums. So that uh, concludes our Emily Remler jazz features. I certainly hope you enjoyed it. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. My name is Gavin Walker. And we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz music. We're also on the web. You can live stream us. A lot of people do. Um, and, of course, www.citr.ca. We have a couple of uh, things to tell you. Um, and we'll be back with some music by Charles Mingus. Although he's not playing on it. He composed the pieces. And we'll tell you more about that in a few moments. But first... What newspapers and magazines did you regularly read to stay informed and to understand the I've world? read most of them, again, with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. Like, what coming, ones specifically? Um, all of them. Want to know more than Sarah Palin? Join CITR's Current Affairs Coordinator, Alex DeBoer, every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. in room 2514 in the AMS Nest to learn best practices for covering local current affairs topics for radio. The weekly training sessions will cover writing for radio, determining newsworthiness, media ethics, interviewing, writing balanced stories, and more. Lincoln Alexander was a black Canadian who achieved much in politics. The child of Jamaican immigrants, he served in the Royal Canadian Air Force during World War II. He graduated from the Osgoode Hall Law School in 1953 and practiced at a number of firms for more than a decade. 
1968, he ran in Canada's federal election in the Hamilton West Electoral District. He won and became Canada's first black member of parliament. He served four consecutive terms before stepping down in 1980. In 1985, he was appointed Lieutenant Governor of Ontario, becoming the first black Canadian to hold a vice-regal position. Alexander passed away on October 19, 2012. In December 2013, Lincoln Alexander Day was made a law in Ontario and is held on January 21st. His wife, Marnie Beale Alexander, is currently working to make it a national holiday for Canada. This has been a Black History Month PSA brought to you by CITR. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. We're going to delve into some music now by... The great Charles Mingus. And ironically, he put together the band, but because of contractual reasons, he didn't want to play on this particular recording date. And it was done for a very obscure um, label. Uh, It was issued on, um, as I, I mentioned before, a very small label. And the nominal leader was baritone saxophonist Pepper Adams. And uh, what we're going to hear is the results from uh, one part of this recording session. And it features an octet. And as I mentioned before, it was Mingus that assembled all the musicians, and and, um, there are several of his favorites, of course, including Pepper Adams uh, on baritone saxophone, Zoot Sims on tenor saxophone, and someone who worked with him for more than, off and on for more than 15 years, the great Charles Macpherson on alto saxophone, on trombone, Benny Powell, and on cornet, the great Thad Jones, who was always a big favorite of Charles Mingus. The bass player on here is Bob Cranshaw, and the drummer, of course, is Mingus's best friend and uh, main drummer for most of his career, the great Danny Richmond. So we're going to hear um, the first tune is one of his most familiar compositions, and uh, it's a version of Better Get It In Your Soul. And the second tune is a ballad, entitled Portrait, and the third tune is another very famous Mingus composition called the Haitian Fight Song. So we're going to hear these three tunes played by the Pepper Adams Octet, and so we must uh, include Charles Mingus here, even though he doesn't perform, he was the musical director of this band. So check it out. Better get it in your soul.
got to know that Mingus was there <laughs> watching over everything, even though he wasn't playing on this. This was basically, uh, as I mentioned before, a band put together by, by Charles Mingus, um, but recorded under Pepper Adams' name, the great baritone saxophonist that you heard here. So he is the no- Pepper is the nominal leader. And uh, Mingus picked all the musicians, Thad Jones on cornet, Benny Powell on trombone, Charles McPherson on alto saxophone, Zoot Sims on tenor saxophone, Hank Jones on piano, which, of course, is uh, Thad Jones' older brother. Uh, Bob Cranshaw was the bassist, and, of course, Danny Richmond on drums. And we heard three Charles Mingus compositions. The first one was Better Get It In Your Soul. The second one was entitled Portrait. And the third, of course, was the famous Haitian fight song, all written and arranged by Charles Mingus. And the album is called Pepper Adams Plays Charles Mingus. There you go. (laughs) Logical title, right? You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we have, um, I'd like just like to mention uh, a couple of websites. Um, I do this mostly every show uh, to remind people that um, there's some really good uh, websites pertaining to the music scene in Vancouver. And one of them, of course, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca. They have, of course, their own events. Um, It's a a wonderful website that has all kinds of uh, features on it, uh, including, of course, the schedule for Frankie's Jazz Club, of course, which is one one of Vancouver's leading jazz clubs. It's uh, programmed by... Corey Weeds, and uh, of course, so you know, it's in good musical hands, and all kinds of people coming to Frankie's, and it's really worth a visit. And you can uh, you can book tables, you can um, pay for uh, whatever in advance, and do all that kind of stuff uh, on that particular website. And of course, the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society is the people that uh, bring you the big jazz festival every year. And they have events going on throughout the year, including the uh, Winter Eruption Festival, which will be happening this weekend out on Granville Island. 
and um, there are some ticketed events there, and there's lots of free stuff that you can go and check out. So you best get on that website, coastaljazz.ca. The other website is uh, a very fine one as well. It's a very comprehensive website, and it's kept up to date by Brian Nation. That is the website called vancouverjazz.com. So both of those websites are very relevant and um, really pertain to the Vancouver jazz scene. Coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. And, of course, I always like to mention Pat's Pub. Now, that's a a very user-friendly venue, and it's uh, usually always packed on uh, Saturday afternoon. There is no cover charge. And it's in the um, Patricia Hotel, the historic Patricia Hotel, down at the uh, downtown east side. And very comfortable. Uh, lots of parking around. Um, they have a, a private lot, but there's lots of street parking around uh, as well. And uh, you're very safe down there, uh, despite some people's misgivings about the downtown east side. Uh, you're not in the thick of things down there. You're uh, a little, you're off-center and so it's, uh, it's okay down there. Um, and uh, the music is, as I mentioned, uh, always good. This Saturday uh, is one of the finest singers, I would say, in North America. And uh, she's just come through some uh, health problems. She's back uh, at full strength, the wonderful Joni Taylor. And she'll be performing at... Pat's Pub this Saturday, and it's free, no admission. And uh, if you've never heard Joni Taylor, you are in for one solid treat. She can captivate a room with just a few words from any song in her repertoire. Uh, And uh, she's just a wonderful performer, Joni Taylor. She'll be there this Saturday coming Saturday afternoon at Pat's. So make it on down. The music starts um, at 3 and goes on till 7 o'clock in the evening. So there you go, Saturday afternoon and early evening. We shall be back with a tribute to Black History Month by the great actor, performer, singer, um, composer, lyricist, a man for all seasons by the name of Oscar Brown Jr. And we'll be back in a few moments with that right after these messages. You know what's better than reading a great magazine? Reading a great magazine that also helps you fight poverty. Megaphone Magazine is sold by homeless and low income vendors on the streets of Vancouver and Victoria. Vendors buy magazines for 75 cents and sell them for $2. It's flexible, low-barrier work for people who may not have access to traditional jobs. Download the Megaphone app to find vendors and buy the magazine, even when you don't have change. Ocean, border, sub, urban, dispersal, determinacy, mulatto, Mestizo, Métis, Cabra, Eurasian, Creole, Colored, Colored, Split. 
history are doomed. An excerpt from The Reinventing Wheel, spoken by author, Vancouver poet, Wade Compton. Celebrate Black History Month with CITR 101.9 FM as we host content exploring black history in Vancouver and beyond. Tune in this February and check out CITR.ca for regular updates on the scheduling of our Black History Month programming. Yes, the weather. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight is um, began with uh, mainly cloudy periods, but it's going to be clearing overnight with a very cool minus four. Tomorrow is going to be a really nice day, mainly sunny, with a low of minus four and a high up to plus three. Then Wednesday is cloudy, and there will be a thirty percent chance of flurries the F word. <laughs> All right, with uh, a low of minus five and a high of plus one. And then on Thursday, once again, sunny with a low of minus five and a high of plus three. Then Friday um, is cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries or rain showers. I guess they don't know which. <laughs> it's in the future with a low of minus three and a high of plus three. Then uh, Saturday is uh, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of minus 2 and a high of 6. And then Sunday, well, either snow flurries or rain showers. What do you know? With a low of minus 1 and a high of plus 7. So that's the weather picture for the week. Black History Month. This month. And we're going to begin with a whole series of uh, performances from this wonderful album, which was issued on Columbia Records uh, in the early 60s by the great Oscar Brown Jr. Now, Oscar Brown was um, actor, uh, singer, um, performance artist, uh, writer, composer, arranger, um, really a man for all seasons, very, very talented human being. And we're going to hear um, some items as, as done by Oscar Brown Jr., and he's accompanied by some uh, amazing jazz musicians as well. And we're going to hear, we're going to begin with a rather frightening beginning where he conjures up a slave trader, what it was like in slavery days in the United States of America. And his man is selling human beings and displaying them for prospective buyers 
It's called Bid Him In. And we're going to follow that with a tune written by Nat Adderley that Oscar put the words to. And the tune is a very famous composition called Work Song. That was a big hit for Cannonball Adderley's band, but this has got words to it, and Oscar wrote them. So that's the second tune. The third tune we're going to hear is another one called Rags and Old Iron. And then we're going to hear a great tune written by Bobby Timmons, and Oscar wrote the words for that tune, and the tune is called Dat Dare. And we're going to hear a beautiful ballad with Oscar's words, entitled Brown Baby. And we're going to end our tribute to Black History Month and Oscar Brown Jr. Uh, with a tune that was written by Mongo Santa Maria. And Oscar put the words to the tune, the famous tune, Afro Blue. So here then is the great Oscar Brown Jr. And he takes you back to the days of slavery. Get him in, get him in. That sun is hot and plenty bright. Let's get out of business and get home tonight. Get him in. Auctioning slaves is a real high art. Bring that young gal, Roy. She's good for a start. Get him in, get him in. Now here's a real goodbye on about 15. Her great grandmammy was a die homie queen. Just look at her face, she sure ain't homely. Like she in the Bible, she's black but comely. Bid him in. Gonna start at three. Can I hear three? Step up, Jance, take a good look, see. Cause I know you'll want her once you've seen her. She's young and ripe, make a darn good breeder. Bid him in. She's good in the field, she can sew and cook. Strip her down, Roy, let the gentleman look. She's full up front and ample behind. Examine her teeth if you got a mind. Bid him in, get him in. Here's a bit of three from a man who's thrifty. 325, can I hear 350? Your money ain't earning you much in the banks. Turn around, Roy, let him look at her flanks. Bid him in. 350's bidding, I'm looking for four. At $400, she's a bargain, sure. Four is the bid, 450. Five, $500, now look alive. Bid him in, get him in. Don't mind them tears, that's one of her tricks. 550's bidding, who'll say six? She's healthy and strong and well equipped. Make a fine lady's maid when she's properly whipped. Bid him in. Six, 650, don't be slow. Seven is the bid, gonna let her go. At seven, she's going, going. Gone. Pull her down, Roy, bring the next one on. Bid him in, get him in, bid him in. Breaking up big rocks on a chain gang. Breaking rocks and saving my time. Breaking rocks out there on a chain gang. Cause I've been convicted of crime. Hold it steady right there while I hit it. Yeah, I reckon that ought to get it been working and working, but I still got so terrible long to go. I commit the crime, Lord, I need you. Crime of being hungry and poor. I left the grocery store, man, bleeding. When he caught me robbing his store, hold it steady right there while I hit it. Yeah, I reckon that ought to get it been So terrible long to go And church you say Five years hard labor On the chain gang You grind a coal I heard the church say Five years of labor I heard my woman scream Lord and no Hold it steady right there While I hear it I reckon that ought to get 
was once my most precious possession on earth. Now I ask that old man if he'd like to buy, but he just shook his head and continued to cry. Daddy, what that there? And why that under there? And oh, daddy, oh, hey, daddy, hey, look it over there. Hey, what they doing there? And where they going there? And daddy, can I have that big elephant over there? Hey, who that in my chair? And what she doing there? And oh, daddy, oh, hey, daddy, can I go over there? Hey, daddy, what's a square? And where do we get air? And daddy, can I have that big elephant over there? My quizzical kid, man, he doesn't want anything here. He's forever demanding to know who, what, and why, and where. Inquisitive child, and sometimes the questions get wild. Like, daddy, can I have that big elephant over there? Don't wanna comb my hair and wear my teddy bear. And oh, daddy, oh, hey, look at the cowboy coming there. Hey, can I have a pair of boots like that to wear? And daddy, can I have that big elephant over there? The time will march the Gotta make him strong As life's parade goes trudging by You'll need to know some reasons Why I don't have all the answers But I'll try best that I can Gonna help him to plan so he'll be a man You give a kid your best And you hope he'll pass the test When you finally send him out into the world somewhere But though he's grown, I'm betting I never will forget Daddy can't have had a big elephant over there Hey, what they doing there? And how you work that there? And oh, daddy, oh, hey, daddy, hey, what that say up there? Hey, daddy, what is fair? How come I got a share? And daddy can't have had a big elephant over there
to drink from the plenty cup. I want you to stand up tall and proud. I want you to speak up clear and loud. Brown baby. Brown baby. Brown baby. As years roll by, I want you to go with your head held high. I want you to live by the justice code. I want you to walk down the freedom road, brown baby. Now lie away, lie away, sleeping. Lie away here in my arms while your daddy and mommy protect you and keep you safe from harm. Oh, you little brown baby, brown baby, it makes me glad that you will have things I have never had when out of men's hearts all the hate is hurled you're gonna live in a better Dream of land my soul is from I hear a hand stroke on a drum Shades of delight, cocoa hue Rich as a night, afro blue Elegant boy, beautiful girl Dancing for joy, delicate Shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as a night, Afro blue. Two young lovers are face to face with undulating grace. They gently sway, then slip away to some secluded place. Shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as a night. Afro blue 
whispering trees echo the sighs, passionate pleas, tender replies, shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as the night, afro blue. Lovers in flight, upward they glide, burst at the height. Slowly subside shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as a night, afro blue. And my slumbering fantasy assumes reality until it seems it's not a dream. The two are you and me, shades of delight, cocoa hue. Rich as a night, Afro Blue. Our tribute to Black History Month from his very first album under his own name that he did for Columbia Records, the classic album called Sin and Soul, Oscar Brown Jr. And, of course, what a career uh, Oscar had. He lived to, uh, to 78. He was born in Chicago, raised on the Chicago South Side. It was October 10th, 1926, and died May 29th, 2005. And... Oscar, of course, was uh, a singer, songwriter, playwright, poet, civil rights activist, actor. He even ran unsuccessfully for uh, political office in uh, the Illinois State Legislature and the U.S. Congress. He wrote uh, all kinds of songs and recorded 12 albums and all this kind of stuff. He was accompanied on this album by some of uh, New York's finest musicians, I'm not going to go into uh, all the names because essentially um, it's Oscar who was the focal point of the tune. And we heard a whole bunch of selections from this classic album. It's worth looking for if you don't have it. And it it was kind of interesting because uh, the jazz critics really couldn't place Oscar. uh, What was he, a a folk singer, a jazz singer? uh, a blues singer, you know, you know, he he did all that kind of stuff. He was very difficult to 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 pigeonhole, and uh, of course, um, some of his work was uh, immortalized. Uh, he was a big part of uh, Max Roach's Freedom Now Suite. Uh, he wrote the words and and did a lot of the uh, made a lot of the suggestions on that classic album. Anyway, the uh, the music we heard here. We opened with the, uh, the frightening uh, portrait of a slave trader during slavery days in the United States of America. And we began with Bit of Men. Then we went to a tune written by Cannonball Adderley's brother, Nat, probably his most famous composition, called Work Song. And Oscar Brown put words to that tune. And that's what we heard. Work song. Uh, tune number three was one called Rags and Old Iron, and that was a, uh, a 
a tune written by Oscar Brown. And then we followed that with a, a composition by pianist Bobby Timmons. And Oscar put the words to Bobby's melody, and of course that became Dat Dare. Oh, Daddy, what's that Dare? And then a very beautiful piece of music called Brown Baby. And we ended with the great Mongo Santa Maria composition, uh, rearranged and with words, of course, by Mr. Brown, Afro Blue, Oscar Brown Jr. From his album, Sin and Soul, our tribute to Black History Month, the month of February. We're going to uh, move on and play some music by some legendary musicians who are based in Montreal. My good friend, Norman Marshall Villeneuve, who is approaching his 80th birthday, one of Canada's finest drummers, and uh, he carries on the tradition in Montreal. He, he continues to work, uh, teach about the music, and a wonderful personality. Anyway, he issued this album. Um, this was his own doing. He had, a, he had a tape of this particular band and decided to put it out on an album, and he called it King Dog. And it features some two legendary musicians, well, including uh, Marshall, uh, Norman Marshall Villeneuve, who, of course, is, as I mentioned, is still with us. But uh, the legendary and late beloved guitarist, Nelson Simons. Now, Nelson, when, when Wes Montgomery heard, heard Nelson Simons in Montreal, he, he was ready to break his own guitar in two because he said, this guy is, has got it. Nelson was a private man, uh, never wanted to travel, and uh, pretty well played in little small clubs around Montreal for years and years and years. And, of course, anybody that heard him realized, holy smoke, who is this guy? Nelson Simons on guitar. And another great gentleman who passed away a few years ago um, was a friend of mine and a wonderful musician who uh, grew up in Toronto, and he was part of Toronto's um, black community, Dougie Richardson. Doug Richardson on tenor saxophone, and uh, he also plays the flute. And on Hammond B3 is a guy who has literally played with everybody. He's not a big name. He's still alive. He's originally from Grenada, and uh, his name, Kingsley Etienne. And he is one hell of a Hammond organist, and he provides the whole uh, rhythm section for this particular band. So that's the, that's the musicians involved. Nelson Simons on guitar, Doug Richardson on tenor saxophone, Kingsley Etienne on Hammond B3, and, of course, Norman Marshall Villeneuve on drums. And we're going to hear a selection of tunes from this album. We're going to begin with a Benny Golson composition. It's a very hip tune called Shades of Stein. And then we're going to continue with a Mal Waldron composition based on the tune All the Things You Are. It's called Anatomy. And then we're going to hear a tune written by Richie Powell entitled Gertrude's Bounce. And we're going to end with uh, a standard tune 
a great tune called Witchcraft. So here then is the music of a band that Norman Marshall Villeneuve calls King Dog. Actually, that was Kingsley Etienne's nickname. And uh, so <laughs> that became the, the name of the band, King Dog. So here we go with Shades of Stein. Thank you. 
We heard four selections from an album that was put out by the great Montreal drummer Norman Marshall Villeneuve. And the album was called King Dog, and it's uh, available on uh, Pledge Music. 
And um, you can find out more uh, if you're interested in purchasing this album. Uh, com, And that's spelled N-O-R-M-A-N, Norman, Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, and Villeneuve, V-I-L-L-E-N-E-U-V-E. All one word. www.normanmarshallvillanov.com The people involved here are the late great guitarist Nelson Simons, legendary musician, and Doug Richardson on tenor saxophone, originally from Toronto, and a wonderful musician, uh, and on Hammond B3, originally from Grenada, and of course he's worked with just about everybody, one of the uh, masters of the uh, Hammond B3, should be better known, this album maybe put him on the jazz map, Kingsley Etienne on Hammond B3, and of course drummer Norman Marshall Villeneuve. And we heard uh, four tunes from this album. We opened with Benny Golson's great composition, Shades of Stein. Then we, we moved to a composition by Mal Waldron entitled Anatomy. Then one by Richard Powell called Gertrude's Bounce. And then one by Cy Coleman. The final tune, a standard tune, called Witchcraft. King Dog is the name of the album. And that was the nickname for um, Kingsley Etienne <laughs> that Norman laid on him. And so that became the title of the album. All right. Some great musicians, legendary, all of them. And um, we're going to move now to an interesting little band that was put together, made a couple of albums in the early 70s uh, for, um, oh, I forget the uh, mainstream records, produced by uh, the great uh, record producer Bobby Shad, and uh, this is a band called the Hip Ensemble, and is led by the legendary drummer Roy Haynes, and um, normally Roy likes to work with a quartet, with a piano, bass, and, and a horn, but uh, the Hip Ensemble was a, was a larger group, and they made a couple of very fine albums, and Roy kept the band together for a, a couple of years. So this is from uh, their first album. And the people involved here, of course, Roy Haynes on drums, George Adams, the great George Adams on tenor saxophone and flute, Marvin Hannibal Peterson on trumpet, Mervyn Bronson on fender bass, Elwood Johnson on bongo drums and tambourine, Lawrence Killian on conga drums, Carl Schroeder on piano. And we're going to hear a piece of music called You Name It, followed by the great African-American anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. So here then is the Roy Haynes hip ensemble. Mm-hmm. 
That was the Roy Haynes Hip Ensemble. That was recorded way back in 1971 from Mainstream Records. And that was their, from their first album. And we heard a composition by the saxophonist George Adams um, making up the bulk of this, this long piece. And the composition was called You Name It. And that was, of course, in the ending was the famous African-American anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Roy Haynes, the legendary Roy Haynes, still alive. He's in his 90s, and he's still playing like this. Uh, Roy Haynes on drums, uh, George Adams on tenor saxophone, Marvin Hannibal Peterson on trumpet, Mervyn Bronson on fender bass, and we heard um, Elwood Johnson playing the bongos and the tambourine, Lawrence Killian on conga drums, Carl Schroeder on electric piano. Uh, that uh, the personnel making up the Roy Haynes Hip Ensemble. All right, very high energy piece. Now we're going to hear some high energy bebop. Recorded at the legendary Cafe Bohemia, one of the leading jazz clubs um, in the mid 50s in New York City. Cafe Bohemia was located, of course, in Greenwich Village, and uh, it was the hot spot for jazz. And this band was one of the hottest little bands. Uh, it was short-lived with this same personnel, but um, it was uh, an incredible uh, group, and it featured some new stars on the jazz scene, but led by the veteran pianist George Wallington, who was one of the founders, really, of modern jazz. He's not talked about very much, but he was one of the first um, modern jazz pianists, along with Al Haig and, and Bud Powell. George Wallington was right up there. And he put together this band featuring a young trumpet player from New York, who, of course, became one of the most widely recorded artists, Donald Byrd on trumpet. And on alto saxophone, the young herald of the alto, Jackie McLean. And uh, Jackie had uh, just um, come back from um, uh, a couple of years out of New York City, and he was again making his mark. He was uh, on the New York scene in the early 50s, and uh, then his, his parents um, sent him away to school in um, North Carolina. He went away for a couple of years and then came back to New York um, and began really his uh, very prominent recording career. And he was a sideman on here, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone in his early 20s. Paul Chambers had just arrived from Detroit and, of course, became the main bass player for Miles Davis for so many years, but here he is. Uh, and on drums, the great New York drummer, Arthur Taylor. And uh, a very good friend of mine, one of the legendary drummers in Vancouver, was... Uh, this was one of his favorite uh, recordings. 
He said he had never heard Art Taylor sound so good um, as he did on this recording. And, and my friend was the legendary drummer Bill Boyle, who, of course, um, was uh, one of the best-loved uh, musicians in the uh, 50s and 60s and 70s, and uh, one of the original uh, members of the original jazz cellar as well. But uh, uh, Bill really loved this record, and he said, you know, he said, the, the, the thing about Art Taylor on this album is his ride cymbal. He just, uh, it's just so good. <laughs> so anyway, you'll get a chance to hear uh, the band play here. The Quintet, the George Wallington Quintet. And we're going to hear a tune um, to open the set called Johnny One Note. That's a tune that uh, was made famous, I believe, by Judy Garland. Uh, she sung the lyrics to that tune. And it was uh, the tune was actually composed by Rogers and Hart. And then we're going to follow that with uh, a George Wallington composition called Sweet Blanche, dedicated to his wife. And then we're going to end the set with uh, a Jackie McLean composition called Minor March. So this great band, the George Wallington Quintet, Mr. Wallington on piano, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Jackie McLean alto saxophone, Paul Chambers on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. We take you back to the Cafe Bohemia in... New York City.
heard three tunes from this wonderful session recorded September 9th, 1955, a long time ago, at the Cafe Bohemia in New York in Greenwich Village. And, of course, the Cafe Bohemia was uh, one of the real centers of jazz music back in the day. And uh, we heard the George Wallington Quintet, led by the veteran pianist George Wallington, and, of course, full of uh, young upstart musicians who went on to become uh, very famous in the jazz world. Uh, just arrived from Detroit was trumpeter Donald Byrd. And on alto saxophone, after a two-year absence from the New York scene, Jackie McLean returning on alto saxophone, and one of the masters of that instrument. And, of course, newly arrived from Detroit, one of the great, bass players of all times, Paul Chambers. And on drums, a great New York drummer, Arthur Taylor. And we heard three tunes. We heard the uh, Rodgers and Hart standard to open the set, Johnny One Note. And then we moved to an original by pianist George Wallington, dedicated to his wife, Blanche, called Sweet Blanche. And the final tune was Jackie McLean's composition called Minor March. And... Um, Great little band was together uh, at the Cafe Bohemia. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, that set. We're going to continue uh, with a wonderful alto saxophonist who just passed away not too long ago, Black Arthur, Bla Arthur Blythe, from his famous Columbia album. I still is still one of my favorites called the Lenox Avenue Breakdown and featured Arthur, of course, on alto saxophone, James Newton on flute, and Blood Ulmer on guitar, Bob Stewart on tuba, Cecil McBee on bass, Jack DeJanetta on drums, and Gil Henry Franco on percussion. We're going to hear um, the first tune on the set called Down San Diego Way, from this album, Lenox Avenue Breakdown. Arthur Blythe. Thank you. 
What a great track. Down San Diego Way with the great iconic alto saxophonist Arthur Blythe, sometimes known as Black Arthur. And we heard him with his band with James Newton on flute, Blood Almer on guitar, Bob Stewart on tuba, Cecil McBee on bass, Jack DeJanette on drums, and Gil Hermy Franco on percussion. And we heard Down San Diego Way from Arthur's um, great debut album for Columbia Records called the Lenox Avenue Breakdown. We're going to end this show this evening with a summit meeting at Birdland by a whole bunch of the greatest musicians that jazz music ever produced. Charlie Parker on alto saxophone, Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Bud Powell on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and Roy Haynes on drums. And we're going to end the this edition of The Jazz Show with a piece of music called Blue and Boogie. This was recorded at Birdland in New York City back in 1951, and it was a jazz summit meeting. So here we go. Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker and Bud Powell. And those are the gentlemen that are here up until this coming Wednesday, and we'd love for you to come by and dig Dizzy and Bird and Bud Powell. As I said before, three of the greatest gentlemen of modern music. What will we do first? You say you will. That was made with uh, Dexter, wasn't it, years ago? Here it is, Blue and Boogie.
Memories that brings back. Brings back a lot of memories. The plummy voice of uh, Symphony Sid introducing the musicians. Of course, a moment captured in time. Summit meeting at Birdland in 1951. Yeah, the corner of uh, 52nd Street. Yeah, Birdland. Anyway, um, we had Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Charlie Parker on alto saxophone, and Bud Powell on piano, three of the founding fathers of modern jazz, along with Tommy Potter and on bass and Roy Haynes on drums. Yeah, Birdland at Broadway and 52nd Street. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of the, uh, the uh, cross street. Legendary club, named after Charlie Parker, as a matter of fact. And um, that's why they called it Birdland. Anyway, we heard a, a composition by uh, Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker. They, wrote, they co-wrote that tune and called it Blue and Boogie. Well, that's it for another edition of The Jazz Show. We have one more for the month of February. And, of course, we'll be doing, uh, next week, we'll be doing a further tribute to Black History Month uh, to wrap things up. And also uh, the final um, jazz feature of female jazz instrumentalists. And next week, the jazz feature is the wonderful soprano saxophonist Jane Ira Bloom. And we'll be doing an album, a beautiful album she did, entitled Mighty Lights. Great album. And we're going to play that on the jazz feature next week. So we'd like to thank you very much for being out there on behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and The Jazz Show. And, of course, radio station CITR 101.9 FM. And um, you can reach us, of course, on your trusty computer, www.citr.ca. Take care. We um, do the show every Monday evening, beginning at 9 p.m. So if you're free, uh, please drop around. Take care. Bye-bye.
Thank you.